0: Hey, this is Bill Moriarty. This is the first episode of my new podcast called Possible Paths. This is me doing in-depth interviews with people who have successfully changed careers into tech, whether it's as a coder, like a software developer, or something in web, or like a UI, UX person, or even we talk to someone who's a communication specialist for a software company. The reason I started this is I'm in the process of changing careers into tech, and I find it to be really confusing. It's just really confusing. There's a lot you have to learn. There's a lot of different ways you can go. So I started reaching out to people who made this transition and asking, how did you do it? What did you try? What worked? What was a total waste of time? And graciously, some people have sat down with me and let me ask them all these questions to find out how they dealt with the learning how in the world they fit it in their day when they already had a job, uh, how they dealt with the emotional parts of it when you're just trying to code something and nothing works. I think these are going to be really helpful for you and me as we try and navigate this. And so this first episode is with Megan Kelly. She is a UX specialist now at Elsevier, and she started in higher ed administration. And to me, incredibly, she made this transition in 10 months. I think that's probably not normal. It's certainly not happening for me, but uh, she really put in a lot of work and she went really hard with networking and volunteering at meetups and really getting herself out there in the city and meeting people and trying things out. She's really funny. Uh, this was a very easy interview for me because it's it's fun to be around Megan. And yeah, make sure you stick it out to the end. It's incredibly useful. All right, enjoy. Hey, is it recording? Yes, it is recording. Hey, Megan. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Megan. Okay. A lot of chocolate.
1: These are so good. I feel like I'm in like my mom's kitchen.
0: So what we're talking about is, we're actually at, make sure I say it right, Elsevier? Elsevier. Shit.
1: Elsevier. I know. Sevier. It's weird.
0: We're allowed to curse on this.
1: Yeah. Oh, El good. Elsevier. Yeah. So you did it. I did it.
0: Success. Yes. You have a full-time job. I do. Doing UX design. Yes. So what we want yeah. to do is figure out how you got there so mm-hmm. that other people who are like, how do there can help and figure it out for themselves okay can take some tips of like here's what i did maybe it'll work for you here's what totally did not work shouldn't have done it here's what did work you know with a good idea okay that kind of path i like it so i can ask questions to the end of time but feel free to jump in and say what you want to whenever
1: cool so
0: it didn't look like you started as a designer i did not right
1: no not at all so where did you start um well in college i got a bachelor's in psychology wanted to go in education so then i was in education for like seven years mm-hmm. i guess i want i started out in k-12 that
0: was in virginia <clears throat> no oh
1: so um i right out of college i went to boston for a year and did a tutoring program mm-hmm. uh and then the economy tanked and i was like i'll get a master's degree so, I got a master's in. Wait,
0: what, what? The economy tanked in what way for you? Like, how did it affect you? Like, 2008. Your job? Like, yeah. there were no jobs <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> for okay. anyone, yeah. Okay. So, I was a freelance at the time, so I had no idea. So I knew uh, the housing thing was happening. But oh, whatever. no.
1: I couldn't. Like, there were no jobs for college graduates. It was awful. Okay. Uh, and I wanted to go into education anyway. So, I was like, I'll go to Arcadia and get a master's in education because my mom worked there. So, I get it for free anyway. Oh. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So I did that and I really hated the class. It was pretty awful. Okay. Um, the classes were just not what I would have expected. And then they kind of messed up my degree. I still graduated with one, but it wasn't the one I wanted. So I was like, I'm going to Chicago. So I, I'm. Okay. Yeah. So I moved to Chicago and got a job with a nonprofit turning around like public schools. Um, so I did Let's that. Let's back for up a one year. second though. Like- yes.
0: Why Why does that follow? What do you mean? You're like, I don't like this degree; They messed it up. Chicago.
1: Oh, I also was went through a bad breakup. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to Chicago. It just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. You know, like. Why did you pick Chicago? Because uh, I knew a lot of people there from college and like, I had somebody there I could live with. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm. Get so, out of that situation.
1: Yep. I was like, I'm not going to live with my parents anymore and live near my ex-boyfriend. I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. Go. Go back to the Midwest because I went to school in Indiana. So mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people in Chicago. Okay. So went out there, worked at this nonprofit, and I was like, you know what? I can't fix education. <laughs> I was I'm like 23, and I think I'm going to be able to do that. So I was like, I, I, you know, higher education is obviously what I'm meant to do because it was such a good experience for me. Like I did a lot. I was really involved in, in college. You know, like I plan a lot of events now. Yeah, yeah. That all started in college. Okay. So I was like, I want to advise those people and help with student development and all that. And I was really excited about it. So I got a master's in that.
0: You got another master's? I got
1: another master's.
0: In, yeah. While in Chicago. Yep. okay.
1: While in Chicago. That one cost a lot more. Okay. It cost like $60,000. And A master's in what? Higher education, oh. administration, and policy. Okay. So then um, it actually was kind of hard to get a job in what I wanted to do. So I ended up in an area I didn't really want to be in, which was Southwest Virginia. Okay. So I went to Southwest Virginia to Roanoke College. Yeah. And I was an area coordinator, so I oversaw, like, a bunch of RAs, basically. And I, you know, went to the hospital when kids drank too much. And it was a very, like, parental role, kind of. Um, and then I went into – there's a job at Penn in housing, which is how I got back to Philly – Cause I'm from here originally. Uh-huh. And then that was really miserable. And I realized that, this is a really long way of saying that, I realized that when I was in higher education, there were no other jobs in higher education that I wanted. And then I was like, shit, what am I going to do? I'm like 29 and I, I hate my career. So I was talking to my friend and I was like, I just want to do flow charts all day. And he was like, well, have you heard of UX? And I was like, no. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh, Yes, I would like to do that, please. So I um, like Googled some stuff, stumbled across Girl Develop It, and then went to a happy hour and talked to Leanne Kinney, who was like, yeah, I changed careers. And I was like, oh, my God, people can do this. Mm. So I decided I was going to do it. Decisive. Yeah.
0: So did we just breeze over, like, seven years? Mm, 2008
1: to 2015, I guess.
0: Yeah, we should go real quick, like why, is there something like innate, like why do you like organizing? I like it too, but like why do you, why did you want to organize events and try to get a lot of people out to do something together?
1: I think it's kind of a rush. Like the first time I planned an event, it was like I was on a high Mm because it was like it went so well and it was fun and you get to talk to people and I like, I also, when I lived in Chicago, had a meetup for people who were in their 20s who were new to Chicago. Um, Okay. Because also it's. Way easier for me to talk to people if I'm hosting the event than if I'm attending the event. Totally. So if you see me at a tech event in Philly, I probably won't be talking to that many people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just kind of be off in a corner. But, or and if I don't know anyone at all, that I won't go. But if I'm hosting the event, I'll be like, hi, who are you? What's your story?
0: So you, you don't volunteer mm-hmm. at events other people host?
1: Well, not really, because I'm, I'm so involved right now that mm-hmm. I have so many of my own events that I don't really have time to help other people's events. So. Yeah. Outside of Girl, Development and Code for Philly.
0: Okay. So going back to, who was the friend who told you about UX?
1: My friend Brian, he uh, moved out to California and he was an engineer for Neutrogena. And so his brother was involved in like animation and tech and stuff. And I think Brian was like going back for his MBA or something. And so he was way more near the tech scene than me. And he... Was the one that brought it up. I remember where I was. I was on South Street at like 24th. Okay. When he told me this.
0: And so he was visiting Philly?
1: No, no, we were on the phone. Oh, we're
0: on the phone? Yeah. Okay. How do you know about flowcharts?
1: I don't know. I just started making diagrams of stuff. Like at work, our processes were so complicated that in order to learn them, I. It's a pen job. At pen, yeah. Okay. Everything was so complicated that I created flowcharts to help people understand them more
0: mm-hmm.
1: and help myself understand them more and they were a huge hit. Like people loved them and I really enjoyed making them.
0: When you did it, did you know what it was? <clears throat> this no. is a flow chart. You're like well, just, I mean, I guess I knew, was, I knew it was I knew it was a flow chart. Words, but... I mean, it
1: was more of a like a I knew it was a diagram that I was making. I didn't really like think of it as UX or anything.
0: Yeah. It's just on just drawing it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I would draw it first and then I would put it in like put it on the computer, but it was like in Microsoft Word or Publisher. It was terrible. Where yeah, oh, Publisher.
0: Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. It was awful. So you made that. People liked it. Mm-hmm. So there was maybe some like, oh, this is fun.
1: It was the the part of my job that I kept wanting to do, and I kept like ignoring the other stuff, and then I'd be like, shit, I have to go do that stuff.
0: Did you ever so, try to see if like, yeah. oh, is there a higher ed application of this?
1: Mm, there, there isn't really one. Like, I don't think there was a, a place for it, because everybody in higher ed, unless you're really high up, you do a lot of stuff, and you don't really do flowcharts.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I was doing flowcharts that were also advertisements. So it was like marketing, communications, and I was also putting people in rooms. Like I was like Susie would call and be like, "I hate my room, like I need to move." And oh god, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was such a miserable job. Um, so this is where you made
0: like what I saw on Behance. Behance? Mm. Behance.
1: Behance. Behance. So Behance. So be <laughs> like, Behance. I, like, I, sure I think it's Behance. I'm actually not sure. I think it's Behance. What do you call it? I don't know really. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. I assume it's Behance. Okay. Maybe it's Behance. Behance, sounds good. Okay.
0: Is that when you were making those those graphics?
1: Yeah, whatever's on there is that's from Penn. I haven't been on there since some then. Some of
0: them look... Like, well, like housing? Well done. So a couple <laughs> of them are housing, but yeah. one of them is like a nice poster for... A building for Notre Dame.
1: Oh yeah, I made that for fun for my friends. Um, yeah, because that's why I went it to looks school. Well done. Well, thank you. Well, how would you learn to do that then? Um, I when I got to Penn, I had Photoshop. They had the whole suite because I yeah. was doing like in you know, marketing and communications. And uh, one of the interns for one of my coworkers knew all that really well. So I would ask him to help me. I'd be like, Hey, how do I do this? Okay. How do I do that? And so then I just so when you got hired,
0: they didn't say must know Photoshop. No, I didn't know it at all. They said. Do some marketing, or did that get added later?
1: No, I knew the marketing was going to be in it, but they kind of—I had the suite kind of just because, like they never yeah. expected me to do any graphic design or anything like now that. now They
0: see marketing, they also add in like also do our website at the bottom, or there's like a well, little well. I like, was
1: involved in the website, but it, uh-huh. there's not much you can do because it was in Joomla and it was awful. I don't know it was what
0: Joomla. Is. It's
1: it's bad. It's okay. really bad. So I what I didn't realize I was doing UX at the time was like I would reorganize the website and structure uh-huh. it the best way I could and make graphics in like Photoshop and then save them as PNGs and like try to spice it up that way. Cause that's the only way that you could. So even that beginning
0: stuff, did you, did you say like, I want this picture and then like learn, cause it doesn't sound like any of your education so far involves like knowing what a PNG is nope. or so it. you're just figuring it out as you go.
1: Yeah. I, ju- I didn't realize that's what I was doing though, but okay. I kept like spending all my time on the website stuff and like the flowchart stuff. And that's the stuff where I was so excited to go to work. And then the rest of it, I was like, God, I hate this. So I didn't realize that's what I was doing until my friend told me that about UX. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm kind of already doing it. And so like my portfolio has some projects from Penn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Behance Okay. Yeah. So then you remembered exactly where we were. So it must be an important moment, right? 24th and South. Mm-hmm. And Brian? Yep. Said there's a thing called UX.
1: Yeah, he's like, Have you heard of UX? And I was like, Nope. And he told me what it was, and then I looked it up and it was like this rabbit hole. And but it was kind of like, I really want to do this, but can I actually do that? Like, this is what you're supposed to do is you go to school, Mm -hmm. you get a degree, you get a job, or you go to grad school and you use that degree to get a job, and that's it. That is your career for life, the end. So I didn't think it was actually possible for a little while until I met Leanne, and I was like, oh, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. And also, it helped that I was really miserable in my job. <clears throat> That's a big one. You
0: wrote down Leanne.
1: Yeah. Find Leanne. Do you know Leanne? Nope. Oh, my gosh. She's, um. Leanne. Kinney. K-I-N-N-E-Y? Yep. Yeah, she was uh, one of the chapter leaders for Girl Develop It.
0: Okay, so you look up UX, you're like, uh-huh. this is amazing, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then what is, what's the next step? Because that's important. Yes. Is what, what was the next step again?
1: Well, I Googled it. And then yeah. when I was Googling it, it kind of like was like, oh, also coding. And so then I didn't realize that that was something you could learn not in school. So then oh, I kind of fell okay. around in this huge rabbit hole of like all the things that were tech-related. And
0: is this two years ago? How many years ago is
1: this? I guess it's two years ago. So like That's I,
0: only two years ago.
1: Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's very recent. It was, like,
1: it was like September. It was literally probably like two years ago this month.
0: That's very yeah.
1: recent. Yeah. Very, that very recent. recent.
0: <laughs> At this moment, that's very recent. Whenever yes. Whenever you're listening to this. Very. Okay. Google. Yep. Look up the coding exists. But mm-hmm. that could be intimidating. You could yes. go like, God, this is never ending. I don't even know yeah. where to.
1: It was. It was. So mm-hmm. I, I was just like, wow, there's a lot more to this. And then I was like, well, maybe I should try coding. And then... And this is all after I met Leanne and was like, okay, I can look into this stuff. I was like, well, maybe I should learn coding first because if I want to do both, I, I want to be able to code whatever I'm designing. Oh. So I actually tried to learn coding first. And I got to JavaScript and was like, hmm.
0: Yeah. Where did you, so what did, exactly did you use?
1: <clears throat> Ugh, I used Career Foundry. I didn't know that
0: one. And okay, there's a, the, there's a there's reason a for that. Career um, Foundry.
1: I guess because I don't think it's very good.
0: Well, I had a question about that because I know you had all this education experience. I thought yeah. you had very strong opinions oh, I do. about
1: <laughs> what
0: was good online and what was not
1: good. Yeah. I have very I still have very strong opinions about it. But Career Foundry was not good. And the problem is I didn't like in retrospect, I'm like, oh my God, they were terrible. They basically had you like build something using different elements. So right off the bat they're telling you about bootstrap. Oh. And it's like what the fuck is this? And then you have a mentor and he, I'm like, I don't understand what they're trying to tell me to do. He's like, well, you just fork it off the repo. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. You. Yeah. And he couldn't explain it to me. Right. And I was like, I, how the hell am I supposed to know that? It was like, it wasn't helpful. It was very stressful. If you were stuck, you couldn't move on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's very
0: helpful. When you find someone who can, who can ex- understand. Yeah, what, I saw someone write this recently, like, we need more people who are on day two of learning something to explain what day one was like. Yes. You know, that stuff. I like it's that. Super helpful.
1: Yeah, it was like that. And also, I wasn't really in the tech community, so I didn't know anyone who could help me. Yeah. So is like, this now I so can like, be like,
0: I could find anybody to help me with it, but. So you're going to work in the day, <clears> and then at night, you're just logging I come home, in home to yep. whatever Code Foundry is? Yep. And try their class? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yep, and I would do that, and um Trying to work you on my portfolio. Well, it started out like HTML, CSS, Bootstrap. And they would try to add in little elements at a time. Mm-hmm. It was really weird the way they did it. Like, I didn't like it at all. It was really not a good program. But you didn't get discouraged. <clears throat> oh, no. I stopped the program. <laughs> you weren't. You, you I mean, that
0: was good enough. To, I mean, instead, oh, yeah. you could go like, oh, God, I'm never going to get this. <clears throat> this true. is too hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did it. I learned in other ways. But I also, let me think. What did I do after that? Okay. Let me think. So I was living on South Street at the time. My lease went up. There was a whole drama with my housing situation. So I stayed in Fishtown for a few months. And then I tried Skill Crush.
0: I've heard of that one.
1: I like that one. That was much more um, empowering. And they walk you through it a lot better. Their JavaScript description was still not great. They compared it to an avocado sandwich, which I didn't love. But... I don't um, even
0: know what that was, what you said they basically. Were, they
1: compared it to an avocado sandwich. Oh, they compared it to an avocado sandwich. It was like
0: Which is delicious.
1: It was like you use this to get the bread and you use this to get the avocado and then you use this to put it together and it just okay. wasn't great. I've heard they've changed it. Um, okay. but it's it's much more empowering and it gives you like the step by step stuff that you need. But with JavaScript, I don't think there's anything out there that's really good at like walking people through it legit. Like giving you the context that you actually need, it's like okay, great. I know what strings are. I know what arrays are. I know what variables are. Yeah, but the they kind of expect you to go from like letter C to R, just like on your own. Mm-hmm. They don't take you like C to D to E. They're just like okay, you learned C, now do R. Yeah, but not the language R. It's a I, poor I, letter to choose. Right no, but, or C. Yeah. <laughs> Another language. Oh god, damn it! Why did I choose those two? Okay, e let's, go D, let's go D to S. Okay. Yeah, they expect you to go from D to S, C to R, Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah, um, C and R are both languages. Uh, I got lucky in this because I'm watching my wife learn JavaScript. Mm -hmm. But I learned um, my first class was uh, no no computers for the first little bit, just on a whiteboard. This person explaining to us what object-oriented programming is, Mm -hmm. super helpful because uh, it's the yeah. basis of all these object-oriented languages. So and then it came to JavaScript. I'm like, oh okay, it's an object-oriented language that has a lot of weird stuff in it. Yeah. So it was e- it's been easy to adapt. It's like there's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. So it's sort of it's almost an unfortunate language to be a lot of people's first
1: object-oriented, object-oriented language. Well that's the thing. I think they maybe they should be teaching what you said, the object-oriented principles first, because I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Like I I still sometimes I have to do something with JavaScript at work and I'm like, mm. I'm get a good developer, although we don't have front-end developers, so it's kind of the, all of us figuring it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, right. I mean, people still. Everyone still looks things up online.
1: Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I know, but even so, with JavaScript, I just really hate it. I need. To, it's one of my goals to work on it. Mm-hmm. HTML and CSS, I'm fine, but a JavaScript.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we we're not quite sure what happened next, but like, did the oh. try the one class? So then I, dropped it. tried I did the skill, skill crush. Cr- I did
1: skill crush. Getting better. Um, so I started you, finally being able to piece together my own website. You know, like actually uh-huh. like understanding like the elements of a website. And then I went to a class on CSS Flexbox.
0: Yeah, with Girl
1: Develop It, and I talked to the teacher afterwards. How did you find it? Girl Develop It. Like how'd, I
0: just. How did you find that class?
1: Um, the, the meetup first, the group first. Look? Cause I, I had met Leanne and like, it was like kind of on that on the meetup and like following. Well, the so you went to meetup.com. Yep.
0: And you looked up like coding. Philadelphia. Well, actually, no,
1: I found girl develop its website first Separately. and then okay. I found girl develop at Philadelphia and I was like, Oh, look at this. And then I found the happy hour, which was coming up right after that. Perfect. So then I went to that. Yeah. And then just kind of kept an eye on the meetup and then ended up finding Flexbox sometime in there. And um, Lisa Burgess taught that and she's really great and was like willing to meet with me and like hang out and I could mm-hmm. ask her questions. Like she would do some work. I would do some things and be like, hey, I don't understand this. And that was really helpful. That, that really helped like actually cement it. And she'd be like, actually, the way that you're using classes, like that's not how people use them. Like this is how they should actually look if you want to be hired. So she gave me some really good advice. mm mm-hmm. And then from there, I think I really, oh my God, what was I doing? Um, I like kept working on my portfolio and like, because I wanted to code my own portfolio. I was really like intent on that.
0: Do you mean a website? Yes. What do you mean? Yeah. Like just
1: my personal website. As your portfolio. Yes. But I also didn't have anything to put in the portfolio, which is always that huge chicken and the egg thing for a lot of career changers, I think.
0: Well, yeah, but in web design, your site can be your portfolio. If you're like, well, I made this from scratch. I know.
1: I know, but then you don't have anything to put in it. So then it's just a site with, like, your name and your contact information. So I was stressed Mm -hmm. out about that. Oh. Um, So i worked on building my site. And, like, I just kind of learned more over time.
0: Yeah, we should probably check in on, like, how long. So you're still at your job. You're probably not telling them, hey, I'm working on changing careers. You know? Let me
1: whiteboard this. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Okay, so... Oh. So it's a UX designer. I know, right? All right, so 9.15, UX is a thing. Also 9.15, GDI happy hour, where I'm like, yay. And then I would say 9, I would say September to November was probably Career Foundry. And that was like... That was an exciting month. Oh. So it, this it is, was. we're drawing a
0: calendar f- on the whiteboard to figure out when everything happened.
1: Career foundry, bad. Um, and then, and at the same time, I remember like Girl Develop, it was like, oh, we're having um, oh my God, code pen night. Like, bring your pen. And I'm like, what? What is that? Code like, pen, like, you know, like, oh, code, code pen. pen. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, what yeah. does that mean? Oh. And I remember asking Lane, I'm like, I don't understand what that means. You just bring a code pen. And I'm like, she was like, you know, you just bring what you're working on. And I'm like, then why don't you just say that? (laughs) Um, I'm really sensitive. I try to be really sensitive about newbie language because it's like I get really, I struggle with not having a context on things. Yeah. Um, It's all jargon. Oh, my God. And this was the worst of jargon. Career Foundry, I mean, like, fork the repo. Are you serious? So let
0: me see if I'm saying this right, people. So CodePen is yet another website. But what it lets you do, it's sort of like an online place where you can try out code and see what it looks like. So you can type in some HTML for maybe making a button, and you can there's a little CSS panel, and you can add some color, and then you can see what it looks like. So it's like an online way to play around with what um, different bits of code do. Sound right? Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really use them anymore. So then I did. So I think November to January of sixteen was Skill Crush. and also in January of sixteen I joined um, the GDI organizing team, which was really huge for me.
0: We're gonna get
1: to that. Um, oh, we're gonna get into that. Um so then so that was like four months to that point. And after that, I think I think I did like Flexbox right before that. So I think Flexbox was here. And after that it, it like till June, I would say. Uh huh. June of sixteen. Oh my god, that's already last a year. June. Yeah, last year. I was doing conferences like the Women in Tech Summit. Um, attending, not attending. Organizing. Yes, not organizing. No, attending conferences like Women in Tech Summit. Um, what else did I go to? There were a whole bunch of things like just meetup events. I was yeah. going to Philly Kai. We're
0: lucky in this city that it seems like the tech scene is vibrant and super active. Yes, like I don't know what meetup.com is like in other cities yet, oh, but know. like it's great here. Oh yeah, we are There's really active every in Philly. Night.
1: Yeah. Then the like, I think I might. Have, I don't know if I went to Code for Philly stuff. I think I was too intimidated, which is partially why I wanted to join it later on to try to help fix that. Yeah. But I started going to Philly Kai stuff. I kind of switched my focus to doing my portfolio and UX project at the same time. So like, from January to June, I was basically just trying to get as many my hands on as many resources as I could. Mm-hmm. I think I went to the GDI um, Intro to UX class at one point. I know I did somewhere. I don't remember where, and I was joining Slack channels and meeting people and um, is this just networking?
0: When you started your you started your own UX blog somewhere?
1: UX blog? I may have.
0: Yeah, you did. I, I read did, all of. It. Oh
1: my god! No, wait, like wait, wait. Are you talking about the Slack, the one with the Slack instructions? It was
0: um yeah Slack okay. and, and the chip the, reader. Oh
1: Jesus Christ! The, I thought I got rid of all that.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Slack, chip reader, why Mm -hmm. your CSS isn't working, which is helpful.
1: Oh, good. Thank you. And,
0: uh, there was a fourth one.
1: There's another one I did. I can't remember what it was. Oh, was it the game of Thrones? And, um, I I enjoyed that one. The information architecture. Game of Thrones and Star Wars. So I was really, I kept, I've tried to start a blog so many times and I'm just not good at keeping up with it. So, and like, I get one idea and I get really hung up on that and then I don't have another idea. Yeah. I really like larger posts that are more researched. Um, and then I'm like, then I felt kind of fake. It was like, oh, what are you doing? Like having a UX blog. This is ridiculous. And also I kind of like ran out of time because I was doing so many things with Girl Develop It. Like I was doing a ton of stuff. And then I'd come home and code. I would spend Saturdays with uh, Kristen Gallagher. I don't know if you heard her. She was trying to change into UX too. So we would go to Good Karma on like Spruce and just hang out. Wow. And we would code or design all day and kind of be like this support it's group like for each title. other. Yeah, and the same thing and also like Michelle Cologne in um GDI, she was another person trying to career change. I've seen her name. Yeah, she's um that's a, that's a she was on name. um the career changer panel that I did for, C- for C- the C- Tech Week. Kristen Who? Gallagher. Okay. So we would Kristen and I lived really close by. So we would we actually met because we went to the Google IO conference. Through Girl Develop It, they sponsored us to go out to California and go oh. to Google I.O. It was a really fun trip and I actually got like a lot closer to a lot of people that were there. So that was really fun. And, but also that was like a big, that was a really bad low point for me. Sorry, I've told this story so much better than I am right now. So Where? <clears throat> I don't know. I, don't, I haven't gone this in depth in it in a really oh. long time. Um, so like we were in California in May. Uh-huh. May of 2016, and I had been talking to someone I met through Philly Kai, maybe, or through the Design Slam, the Philly Kai Design Slam at Philly Tech Week. Philly Tech Week's another good one for people to go to, like, you know. Oh, yeah, and you're wearing the shirt right now. Yeah. They ran out of my size. I was disappointed. It looks very soft. I like this shirt, yeah. It seems like it's soft. The only
0: bad thing about this shirt is that at this event, I hit someone in the head with a drone. Oh. And this always reminds me of that. It wasn't great.
1: Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. (laughs) It was, because I was apologizing Whoa. to the wrong person, too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, I was apologizing bad. to
0: someone. It was going really well. And then the guy actually hit, got mad. Oh. oh, my God, damn it.
1: All right, so Google I.O. was May of 2016. And I had met someone, Philly Design Slam, who I'd kept in touch with, like, and she was giving me advice because she had career changed into UX uh, after doing General Assembly. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. She's like, oh, my boss is going to be there. I think we're like going to be hiring. You should talk to him. So I met him. And he was like, Oh, yeah, we wouldn't take a chance on somebody who's a career changer. Like, we really just can't do that. Like, I don't know many people that would do that. And so I was just like sobbing in the back corner of the Google I.O. conference, like sitting on a bench. Yeah, I was just like, It's never going to happen. And Kristen was like, It's okay. And uh, I, even though I had like basically just met her, actually, no, I hadn't even really met her yet. That's crazy. Um, It was very, it was a really low point. That particular moment, that or was literally, there other that, things all at
0: once. No, it was the it low together. point
1: because I just felt like it wasn't going to happen for me, and like I don't even know what I had been doing. Like I'd been just chipping away at all these different projects. You know, I like came up with like a Pinterest project on my own, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, um, I love that project. I wish I could actually like finish it, but you know, it's you Pinterest. Know, there's <laughs> someone.
0: Do you know the woman who works at Pinterest now from no, Philly? No, you probably do. If oh god, what's her name? So um, she's from here. She has pink. No. She dyed her hair because of Twitter. Kara. Platinum blonde. And she lives in San Francisco. She works at Pinterest. She has cool glasses. She only moved there like a year ago. No. I think she's like way up in the Android world too. Like she was the one that was like put together an Android meetup in Philly, which I guess maybe you wouldn't know about that one. No. But she's like high up in that circle.
1: I will have to look into this because I have some major recommendations for them because Pinterest is such a, it could be so much better. uh I just don't understand how they have not made it better by this point. Um, but I loved that project. And then I re- like I redesigned my friend's boss's website because it was terrible. It's like, you can't go okay. wrong with that. Um, so I had those four projects on my portfolio yeah. that I was now trying to... Now, those were
0: unsolicited. <clears throat> You're like, I'm right. going to make this redesign yes, and put it on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily trying to pitch it to them to be hired. Right. But so for I think that's a great idea. Why do you think that's a good idea? So other people will believe me that that's a good idea.
1: Making up projects?
0: Yeah. For, like you, you pick a company and you think it should look better. And you remake oh. it and you put it out there publicly. Even oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to work
1: on something. I mean, I was literally... But I, you could
0: have made up something. It didn't exist. Yeah,
1: but it's it's too hard because then if you're making up something, your brain, if you reach a point where it's a challenge, your brain's like, well, but it doesn't have to be that way. And when it's actually a, something that exists already, you have to work within a constraint. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more realistic. And it's also just easier for you to actually chip away at versus something you're coming up with all on your own. Like when I was trying to come up with my portfolio site, there's just too many options. Like reducing the number of options you have is really important, I think, for life in general, but yeah. also for career changing. And Be- so
0: for your friend's website, friend's <laughs> bosses, yep. you saw the website mm-hmm. and you're like, God, this looks terrible. Yep. And you redid it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever send it to
1: them? We never got around to talking about that. Things got busy. We never actually like coded it. And honestly. Who's we? I guess it's just me. But I mean, I okay. I never really talked to her boss. I've never actually met her. Um, and I, I, honestly would just put them on Squarespace now because I don't want, I realized that maintaining websites you mean, if is really you redid it for hard. Them? If I actually redid yeah. it, I would
0: just put it on Squarespace. Yeah. There's what I'm doing now that's going to be WordPress oh, yeah. because of that.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to maintain that.
0: So what did you make it in? <clears throat> what did you make the mockup in? Cause I all. it. didn't look um, like a real website.
1: Oh my gosh. Is it, I don't know. So it
0: doesn't like whatever it you might made have not functional, right? It was like Photoshop. Oh no. Okay. I
1: think it was Photoshop. Um, it may have even been something else. I don't remember. They have a remember. new tool
0: that's really good. Yeah. Well, they always have a new tool. XD. Oh I yeah, I've tried means. that. Oh, experienced designer, mm-hmm. probably what it is. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So you made that, so you have that in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. You remade the <clears> Pinterest <throat> idea. That's up there.
1: Yep. Okay. And then I had two projects from Penn. And honestly, I really
0: Real projects from Penn.
1: They or, were they were like emails, like HTML emails that I had reformatted.
0: Did um, they ask you to?
1: asked them, ask me to reformat them. Yeah. They kind of did. Um, but I don't think they wanted me to do the level of reformatting that I did do. Like so I was like, while
0: you're working there, yeah, they don't know that you're trying to change careers. No,
1: they did not know. And also I okay. it was like, I think they were expecting me to like change a few things around when really I like, I went in depth and like overhauled the whole thing. Like I would get in trouble for spending too much time on these fun projects mm-hmm. and they'd be like, why did you spend all this time doing this? We didn't want you to do that. And I'm like, but it looks good. Um, so I would I spent a lot of time like learning like using that job to learn Photoshop and learn other things uh, that ended up helping me in the long run. So that job actually was kind of a blessing.
0: Yeah, and you're still at this job all the way through this.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I'm still at Penn as of May in 2016, and um, it, so when it you go to
0: when you go to this code the the Google thing is not here, right? No, it was in San Francisco. That's so just like taking vacation. It was on Google's time. campus. Yeah, I oh. took
1: vacation time, went out there, and. Um, that's when I had, like, that super low point. And, um, and so, like, I kind of had things together. Like, I think I'd interviewed earlier, like, in, like March or something for, like, a developer role. Huh. And a um, the recruiter just pushed me along when you shouldn't have. Like, I was not prepared for that role. There was JavaScript involved. I got there. I did a code test. And, like, I had some things down, but... I didn't solve what I needed to solve and I tried to explain to the guy like look, JavaScript is something I'm still learning, I want to learn more. And he was like, "Oh, well, this job's like all JavaScript." And I was like, "Well, I do HTML and CSS." He's like, "Well, we have someone who's looking for that. Let me go see." And then he left and then came back and was like, "Oh, no, they don't want you." And I'm like, "I'm going to leave now." And he's like, "Okay." Wow. It was the most embarrassing in, stressful is, moment you of my totally life. You where but was CD that in the baby? City? Is that CD Baby? Oh, no. In Jersey. And it seemed like a miserable place to work. I was so embarrassed. And oh. I was angry. And the, the, the recruiter should not have sent me there. He was like, he's like, that guy should have known better than to send you. And I was like, well, this is great that I took a day off of work for you to insult me. And he wasn't nice about it. Like it uh. they, they were assholes. And I was very stressed out. Nuts. Um, so I was really discouraged after that. I think there was... Actually, like when I interviewed here, this was my first UX job interview. So I kind of lucked out. So let me recap. So I feel like from September to like January, was this newbie, like, I have no idea what's going on in tech. I don't understand where HTML and CSS come from or where they live. Mm -hmm. And I don't like JavaScript. And this seems really hard. And I don't know why I started learning coding, but when I wanted to do UX and just kind of this messy, like, I want to know everything and keep going down rabbit holes because it's all really confusing to me. Yeah, And then... Um, Then I started having more mentors and people in tech and people around me that understood what I was going through so I could actually move forward and get more of the pieces of context um, to help pull things together. And even now, like I was in a meeting yesterday and someone explained the architecture of the product we're going to design and I didn't not understand it. And I was thrilled. I was like, oh, my God, I actually understood what you meant when you're talking about. (laughs) The databases and the APIs. Yeah. Like that was huge because it took me two years to vaguely understand those concepts. Yeah. Like I know what a database is, but how it all fits together is confusing to me. Like I need some good diagrams. So from like January to May was this like mix of projects and conferences and networking. I mean, like I worked my ass off. Like I was constantly doing stuff. Yeah, Um, I really don't know how I had time for that. And I was living in like a tiny studio. It was miserable. Um, so I came back from Google and I was on the girl develop at Slack channel and, uh, somebody posted in the jobs channel, like, Hey, I'm going to have a UX job opening up on my team soon. And I was like, I'd be interested in that. Like I'm junior. And they're like, Oh, that's fine. Um, and so he was like, Oh, actually this was earlier. This was like in March. He's like, Oh, I'm not sure if it's open yet. I gotta wait for my boss to approve it. I was like, okay. And then he messaged me like three months later and was like, hey, it's still it's open now if you want to send me your resume. And I was like, okay. So um, I sent my resume. That guy over there, actually, my HR guy, he called me. And I was like, oh, my God. And sent him my portfolio. And um, they brought me in. I had a phone interview with my now boss, Steve, who was super nice. And I remember I talked about how I felt like UX was about reducing anxiety because I have a lot of anxiety. And when I see that, I just want to reduce it. Like like in like meetups, that's why I think it's important to be there when people walk in because you're improving their experience by letting them understand the structure of the event
0: mm-hmm. or
1: that there's someone else here that you can introduce them to rather than them awkwardly standing there and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. The expectations are not there. That's very good. For all the people that have social anxiety like me, it's not good to just walk into a place by yourself, which is why I host the events, not attend. Right. So. I remember him being like, Oh, I really like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they had me come in for an in-person interview, like two days later in this room, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, History. and I was like, Oh my God, like, look at this view. This is crazy. And they had me do a design challenge, which was not that bad. It was, um, actually I'm not allowed to say it because maybe it will not work here. Um, but it was like a fun challenge. It wasn't terrifying. Cause I, I was like really nervous about that. Um, and then I met with the guy who had actually reached out to me on Slack. I didn't realize he was the boss of the whole team. I thought he was just some random guy. Yeah. Um, and he was really cool. We went to the same high school, it turns out. And um, then I got an offer like the next day. Wow. And I got exactly what I wanted, like money wise. And then they called me back and was like, actually, we're going to give you five more. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh my God, this just happened. Wait, so when it was happened an over offer? the offer? It was right after my 30th birthday. So I turned 30 June 18th and six, like 16. Wow. And then I think I interviewed the week after my birthday. And I think I had a job offer like f- week of 4th of July. Cause I was out by like third week of July. I gave three weeks notice. So, and I remember like my 30th birthday was my goal for like having a career change. I was like, I'm gonna do it, and it's crazy how like the week of my like all my birthday I was like, oh, I I didn't do it, and then the next week it happened. Like wow. I had no no concept of it happening, like no idea, and it. I was just really lucky, I guess. I don't know. But what was that day here. like?
0: Where'd you get the call? Were you at work?
1: Where was I? Oh, I was at work. Yeah, I was in my cube, and Patrick called me, and he has a British accent, and it's so mm-hmm. delightful. Yeah, it is. and he sounds like John Oliver, and <clears throat> and I was like. I got off the phone and my coworker came out of her cube. She looked at me. She was like, wow, well, I'm like, ah, and then like she hugged and then we're like both like, like semi crying or just like, oh my God, this actually just happened because it was like, you actually just did this. It was like one of the most triumphant moments of my life. It was, I, I still like now when I'm thinking about it, it was just so unreal. Um, And now it's kind of worn off and I wish it hadn't because some days I walk in and I'm like, wow, look at this. But in the beginning it was like, I literally went from one career to a completely different one. Yeah. Like almost doubled my income in like a in one week. Yeah. And also I'm working on a in a an environment that I like a lot more. Like So
0: you did that in a year in less than a year. You're like what what is UX and then less than a year later you have a full time job at a double salary as a UX person?
1: I guess so. Yeah.
0: Well I think you had up there May
1: twenty sixteen I questions. Oh, I didn't take a
0: picture. Said,
1: I'll, I'll redraw I'll, it. It'll be better. To myself, take pictures. I'll I'll rewrite it. No, like I guess I started in September, and then changed in July. So it was like ten months, yeah, but less than one year. Yeah, from never
0: having heard of the thing yeah. to being employed full time doing it.
1: Yes, I don't know that that's normal though.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. This is a weird world. Yeah. I know. I mean, this um, yeah. tech world thing. Um, uh, yeah. There's. There's still a lot of self-teaching being, like, a fine way to, to go. Like, I got advice from, like I said, Robert Cheatham, who runs mm-hmm. Azavia. And that's probably, like, 50 or 60 people now. And he, uh, different opinions. He's like, you don't have to go to school to be a software developer. Whereas my brother happens to run, he's in Connecticut. He runs Travelers Insurance software development, mm-hmm. like all of it, for the internal. Uh, and he went to school for computer science. And he's like, well, if I'm hiring someone, the first thing I look for is a BS in computer science. Because that's what he knows. So he knows yeah. if you have that, then he, he doesn't have to explain a lot of things because he knows that you have those things. Yeah. So just different.
1: Yeah, it depends. Like here, they they've. I know a guy on um, a team down there that they hired who used to be a police dispatcher and taught himself code and you now he works here.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to ask about definitely about two things. Like what your actual, what do you do? What does that actually do? And then I want to talk about, because uh, like I'm an introvert. I assume you are. Maybe you're not. I don't know. You're, you're an, an introvert, really?
1: Well, oh, yeah. You don't yeah. seem like one.
0: That, that's, yes, absolutely. Hmm. Um, most of my days is silent. Oh. So, but I think volunteering and going, but I love putting together events. I love volunteering. I like working with organizations. I think that's, just like in any sort of scene, that's huge for getting you out there. Getting yeah. someone out there. Yes, into being. definitely. So, which one do you want to do first? Like, what you do. Or what, like, talking about joining GDI and Code for Philly and those kind of things.
1: I can talk talk about that first. That Um, one? Okay. Yeah. So with GDI...
0: We already um, established you like putting together events. So I it do. not it wasn't a hurdle I've to go I've always been big like, on
1: entertaining and like decorating. And then when I was in college, I was like responsible for like all the concerts that came to Notre Dame Yeah. Uh, at some point. So like that was kind of crazy. And if you had told me freshman year I'd be doing that, like I'd be like, oh no, I'm too shy. Uh-huh. Um, but that, the whole experience of joining like the student union board and doing events like brought me out of my shell it was a really big developmental experience for me, which is why I ended up getting a degree in that and wanting to help with that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I didn't really think it would carry on to my adult life so much, but now that I'm, like, I found GDI and I happened to be joining at a time when they needed organizers and they needed people to do social stuff like happy hours and organizing code and coffees, like events for people to come and just hang out and work on stuff together.
0: And we should say I don't think we explained GDI is Girl Develop at Philly. Yep. Nonprofit.
1: It is nonprofit. It's a national is nonprofit. It,
0: it's a national nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it yep. Girl Develop? At- is national and the Philly is like a branch of it or uh, something?
1: Yes. So there's branches all over. I think San Francisco and New York are other really active branches. We're a very active branch. They're not super active in every city because uh-huh. I think a lot of people don't don't know how to get like momentum going. And I think we were fortunate that like we had someone who founded it in Philly who was really like um, really pushed it through. It was Yasmin Mustafa? I don't know if you know her. I haven't she does met more her yet, for but good. of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, she does big things. Yeah. Like so, she started it in Philly, and also the headquarters is in Philly. Oh. So Corinne, I don't know how to say her last name. I think it's German. Okay, Worscheis maybe. I just she's w. just Corinne. Okay. Um, so she's like based in Philly, so we see her all the time, and, and she's the, she runs
0: the whole thing nationally.
1: Yep, she's the executive director. Okay. But there's chapters everywhere, and they have like a um, chapter, con- like not Congress, like a summit in October every year, and everybody gets together and they you know try to help each other Here. out. Um not in Philly. Yeah, just depends. Okay. Um, so.
0: But what's is there? A, what's the mission?
1: Uh, to provide hands-on, inexpensive education for women in technology. Okay. So it's supposed to be hands-on. It men can do it too. Uh, men are welcome to join. It's just usually more women. And if the guy's okay with being like one of the only guys in the class, that's yeah, you know, good for them. It's supposed to be a safe environment because I know even knowing that it was going to be mostly women. I was scared to go thinking I'm going to be the only one that doesn't know anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's something I have to tell people at GDI events to be like, Hey, if you're nervous to go to like intro to HTML and CSS, don't be because they are going to start from like the very basics. And there are going to be people there who probably know less than you somehow. Like if you think you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. There are people that know less. Like yeah. I've seen some people, especially like some people in of an older generation, they struggle with some of the more hardware kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, people of all levels that come to this. And I think my social anxiety, it's, it just makes the worst assumption that it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so uh, now I try to encourage people like not to worry about that. So we do events. And then Philly also does a lot of like panels, like career panels. We did one for UX, uh, for project managers, for developers. We do um, happy hours, networking events. We also did our big anniversary party on Friday. I think Carol was there, right?
0: Uh yeah, she went was, to two things. We've done I'm so sick. many tech event things now that sometimes we don't explain what they are. Oh yeah. It's like I'm going to a tech thing. Okay, cool, have fun. Oh. Uh there's so many. So she went to two this past week. So that I think that was one of them. Yeah. I yeah, think I yeah. saw her.
1: I was sick, so I was like really out of it. And so if I saw her, I was like, no, I'm sixth, sixth
0: birthday, right? Sixth anniversary. I know you yep. said sick and I said sixth. I meant that intentionally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She went to that. hmm Yep. I don't know where it was, but yeah. Um it and there wasn't or... cake, there was ice cream.
1: There was ice cream, but it was melting. Oh. Yeah, it was a whole thing. That's okay. Uh, it was a great space. It was beautiful. Um but we so do all kinds of stuff.
0: You found GDI, yep. and why did you decide to join the organizing panel? Or
1: I think I wanted to meet more people in general. Like, and I kind of missed having that. Like I was feeling very not connected in Philadelphia. Like I grew up here, but I was gone for 10 years, so I didn't yeah. really know anyone. And I think I wanted that old like feeling like you're in college again where you have a something you're responsible for that okay. makes you get to know people. Okay. Um, so I wanted that. And also, like, you know, obviously I wanted to change careers, so I thought it would be good, like, just to get involved somehow. And I also, because I felt so anxious at their events, I wanted to be the person on the other side of the event, like, making it more welcoming for people. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, d- did it turn out to be helpful? Oh, in yeah. changing? Okay. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah that, Especially, right. like, the
1: people I've met that encouraged me and like the, the mentors yeah. and then the other people who were doing the same thing as me, like Kristen, after I got my job, three months later she I pulled her in now and she works here too. Oh,
0: right on. Yeah. And when you said you got mentors after the low point in the Google thing, were those did you well, seek that them was, out? That was or before they... the
1: Google thing. I mean, that was like me going up to someone after they taught the CSX Flexbox class or me after I met someone at the Design Slam. Like I had to be really proactive about talking to people. Yeah. Like, hey can I can we get coffee? Hey, would you mind if we keep Okay, in touch? so you went
0: and like sought people <clears throat> out. Oh, yeah. It wasn't some official mentor people, program. No, no. And like, people weren't oh. like
1: offering, like, hey, let me mentor you.
0: Yeah. Like, nobody
1: <laughs> does that. And then like right. Alicia Versidi, she's um, a UX designer. Um, I can't remember when I actually met her, but she was someone who like helped me a lot with my UX portfolio and gave me a lot of advice. Um, and just a lot of, there were just so many people that I met through these, through GDI that, helped piece it all together. Like really this mm-hmm. whole thing is just like a giant mosaic of classes and advice and tidbits and late nights and working all day on a Saturday and yeah. anxiety. So. Held together with anxiety, I would say. It's the yeah. glue. <laughs> yeah. That's it's funny. the grout. It's a grout. Um, I don't know.
0: If you're not going to eat the chocolate, I'll keep eating no, the I'll chocolate. Eat some of it. Yay. Yeah. Um, so you joined the GDI. It was as helpful as you thought. Did you join, um, so I talked to Pat and we talked about Code for Philly and we know a lot about Code for Philly, Mm -hmm. but did you do that simultaneously, help with both of those simultaneously?
1: I didn't join Code for Philly until January of this year. I didn't, so I didn't become a lead until March.
0: While still volunteering at Mm -hmm. GDI? Yes. Okay. So did you find, I mean, Code for Philly is easy to find. Yeah, they are. Um, It's very active. So Code for, we'll say it again, Code for Philly the way I explain it is it's a volunteer organization affiliate that p- puts together community organizations that want to build something in tech with tech people that want to help people build something. And they kind of mash those together and be like, I'd like to make something. Oh, I'll help you make that. And they try to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bit grander than that, but that to me is sort of the basic of it.
1: No, it's people that want to make the city better through technology. Yeah. yeah. That sounds better when you say That's that. That's the short version. It, it's It's kind of complicated to explain.
0: And we could look it up, but like is code for america first and then code for philly is like oh yeah different or a part of that a part of a part of okay mm-hmm. I and mean, from for what america. i gather like once again i love my city philly is like very 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 active very very active like mm-hmm. like other cities are learning from what we're doing yes because we're the best mm-hmm.
1: I, don't, I don't know about the best i don't know the well the I've, scene as much as i do for girl develop it oh but i know that we are quite active
0: i don't know if we are the best but I,
1: we're up there i, like I mean the san francisco way. i think is usually always the best because they have yeah. so many people you know? Okay. But um, that's a unicorn situation.
0: So Code for Philly was my first,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I don't know what my second is, but it was my first, like, I want to get involved in tech outside of my Temple University mm-hmm. <clears throat> and start volunteering or helping make something real with other people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know how I found it, but Code for Philly is what I found. Oh, yeah. And I just showed up one night to, show up to an open house. That was a good idea.
1: hmm
0: then I showed up to a hackathon night and Dawn was there. Mm-hmm. I'm like what do i do she's like oh just find a project i'm like oh, okay and everyone was like on headphones on yeah. computers or am like how do i do that so i like had a piece of pizza and like looked at my laptop for a little bit and i'm like well i i messaged someone on here maybe i'll check back later so i left um but it was a, it wasn't a bad start but yeah
1: we're trying to fix that actually like again with the anxiety like i walked into a hack night and i would I was there to meet the organ, like the organizers, and I was anxious. I was like, oh, "I feel like I shouldn't be here." <laughs> um, yeah, I felt uncomfortable, like as a woman in that space. I felt like everybody knew everybody. I always assume. I always assume everybody knows everybody, and they know more than me.
0: That's Which like a life tidbit true. right now. This yeah. is like therapy. Yeah, um,
1: I'm gonna work on that. I did better the next <laughs> year.
0: Uh, I, it also happened like when I first wanted to sign up was when I first discovered it, it was their first hackathon month. And I'm glad I didn't because I was in a, I tend to sign up for everything. Um, and as I'm getting older, I'm getting a little better at realizing like, going to do really bad at all that stuff if you sign up for all that stuff. And it was like, I'm still on the, 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 um, tempo of school when there's midterms and exams. Mm -hmm. So that month was during like final exams. I'm like, ah, I shouldn't do this. And so I didn't, which was good. But the next year it was also during final exams, but I had planned it well ahead enough, you know, that I was like, I, I was able to do it, um, so join the thing to make, uh, to join a group to make something sort of during final exams. It worked out.
1: Yeah. I remember meeting you at the brainstorming night. Yeah. And I was like, wait, are you married to Carol?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, someone told her she had to specialize. Like, and I was Yo. like, that ah, was me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're still at GDI and then you found Code for Philly, mm-hmm. started volunteering, mm-hmm. and then they drafted you to do events?
1: Kind of. Yeah. That's kind of how it happened.
0: So when I met them, they were starting to expand or expand in the way they're like, okay, we need more than one person running this. We need like a team of people. Let's divide up the jobs and find people to do them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yep. So Dawn took one of those jobs because I think she was running it and she, then she, I don't know which one she's doing now. but
1: She's an executive director, so she does a little bit of everything.
0: Okay. Yep. And then they decided we need a communications person
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's how Pat found them. Yep. Or Pat was in there and then he's like, I can do that. Yeah, I think and so. And then they said events and did you sign up or did they ask
1: I you? I, like, applied. Okay. So I I actually hadn't been a part of Code for Philly before I was on the leadership team.
0: Oh. You I You haven't know. been anything and then you're nope. running it.
1: Yep. It's casual.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you done this? I don't think this is a silly question. Have you done Code for Philly projects? Nope. Oh, you haven't?
1: I haven't done a damn thing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't done a project.
1: I haven't done a project, no. You've helped run the organization. I remember looking at their website when I was, like, in the midst of all my like, putting pieces together and being like, oh, I want to join a project. And it's like, but I don't know how I would fit here. So I wanted to join to help fix that problem, like, help make it a little more newbie-friendly because there are so many newbies.
0: Uh-huh. Um, well, it worked. Yeah. If you if that's... Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, like, when I joined Laura Ox... Oxenfeld. I like to say Ox. I don't know. I haven't Oxenfeld. said yep. her last name out loud to get told that I shouldn't say it that way. She came in as a... BA Mm -hmm. wanting to move into UX and she was, I think she was happy to find that you could come in not as a coder also. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was your doing. No, no, it wasn't. Okay.
1: Nope. I mean, I try to make things more explicit, like because I do events, I, um, I, you know, try to make them welcoming and everything. I think it's a different, it's, it's a different audience though, because men react to me very differently than the women do at GDI. Like, I think the men are usually put off and I'm like, hi, who are you? Like, you know, what's up? And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you, what's, the, what's the catch? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh,
0: so like, man. why are you
1: being all friendly and shit? Um, and then some of them like are veterans who I don't know. So I, then I'm like, hi, like, is this your first time here? And they're like, nope, been in this for five years.
0: What's the vibe there? What do you mean? Are they like, <clears throat> depends don't talk to me. I've been here for five years or it's like, no,
1: no, no. Okay. I mean, I think some of them are then I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> like, but I mean, I think it is kind of like, you know, when you've been somewhere for a while and somebody new comes in, it's like, well, no, like, you know, come on, I'm old school. Um, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I was kind of more nervous about going up to people at that one, because it's, you know, it, it definitely was me out of my element. It still is, but.
0: Okay. Well, then let's say, for people that are changing careers, how did volunteering at these things help you? We said we covered.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: learned a lot, but you could have learned a lot without volunteering. You could have learned a lot by just going to the classes. Um, and then you got people to help mentor you. Maybe they were, maybe they helped a little more because you were around more volunteering.
1: I don't know. Maybe. Um, I guess when you're involved and you're you put in the time to come to things and people get to know your face, it's easier to. Talk to them, and they want to talk to you more because you're not just some rando who's using them. You know, you're not showing up, meeting them once, and then like you know, piecing out and just using them for their knowledge. You're investing in the community, and like that's like what you and Carol do. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys are like doing it. You guys are, you are committed, and you are you show up, and you have a kid. Like, I don't know how you guys have the time, but like that story I was telling you about my cousins husband's friend's husband who's trying to be a developer yeah. you know like he doesn't want to put in that he's like oh, i have a kid and i'm like you can make it work
0: yeah we like i know people nights. yeah yeah when we both want to go to something we get a babysitter yeah um which is, babysitters are very expensive yeah uh, well
1: like but you guys are like you show up like i know your face like i know yeah. your name i see you guys at events and i'm always like oh hey yeah you know and and now that I'm on the other side of it, like, having gotten a job, for me, like, I, I know which people are really going to do it. Because they're, they're committed and mm-hmm. they're showing up. And I think, I mean, that, and that makes me more willing to help them, I guess, you know. Because I do get, you know, sometimes I'll meet someone and they just want to pick my brain and then you never hear from them again or you never see them again. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, I'm yeah. happy to help people. But it's, there's something different about investing, you know, because, okay. you know, like a career change is a lot of work. And I and I try to tell people that when I meet them, like some people, I think um the UX is really hot right now. So like a lot of people oh, okay. are like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do UX. And I'm like, oh, you're just going to do UX, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not development, but it's not for everybody. You know, it's not it's not going to be a cakewalk. You're not just going to walk in and be like, all right, I got this. Um, there's a lot of little nuances to it that are really challenging. Mm-hmm. So that, that part can be a little frustrating. Like the, the fact that it's hot right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I've, I've heard some women who are developers who are just like, or they're trying to go into development and then they hit some roadblocks. They're like, you know, what? I think UX is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, is it, or are you just freaked out? Like, because you're in development and you're, it's challenging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think some women get scared <laughs> off of development.
0: Let's talk then a little bit about like what you actually do. Okay. So um, the more I, I said you and then I said I, the more I go into this, the more I'm like there's so many uh, sub-genres or something of tech that you could go into. Like the first question is like, well, are you in front end or are you in back end? Yep. And then if you're in back end, you're like, well, are you in middleware or are you in back end? Which, which one are you really in?
1: Actually, I've never heard the term right. middleware. Right.
0: Like, yeah. So are you doing like database design or are you doing like APIs that talk to databases? Are you doing Java Spring? You're like in between those two? Java so, Spring, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. thing, just keeps going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one annoying thing in tech to me is that everything, people, things are named things that have nothing to do with what they are. Canary, I don't even know. <clears> if, <throat> I don't know what that is. Jenkins. Yeah, someone can say, "Is that like a new coffee blend? Is that a JavaScript yeah. library? Is that a band?" Or yeah. Something? When I first came here, restaurant,
1: it was all like all I heard was Canary Tool Town. And Jenkins, some of the things octopus. are languages, and some yeah. of them are
0: ways of doing things. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and some of them are tools. That you buy, or some of them's a li- Some of them are a library, and uh, so I used to joke around like, "Oh, is the blueberry going to talk to the yeah. the octopus today?" Like,
0: so when I'm watching Carol go through this, she started as she'd always loved graphic design. So a little while ago, she did, she decided to learn that, and then in looking at this job, discovered they also want you to be the web designer. Started looking at that, and then discovered oh, there's front end and back end. And then, so she completed. She's a, a UArts alum, so she completed. They have a, a um,
1: oh yeah, the web design. Class, so she again, did right? a web
0: design. So she learned a lot through that. Um, and a lot of the t- terms to me, to me, I don't know if I'm right, but a lot of the terms are uh, similar roles, and they just keep changing the name, like web design or web development or front end. Um, to me, are kind of all unless I wrong in the same area? But what is so? What is UI UX, and if, are they actually different? Why do they lump them together? So, And how is it not graphic design?
1: Mm, That's a loaded question. Is it? So graphic design for me is when someone says, I need to, we need a graphic, we need a logo, we need.
0: Yeah, we need a logo. Um
1: We need a logo or we need some kind of like, you know, fancy design for something like just visually. Yeah. It's probably more elaborate or like, we need you to Photoshop somebody's face onto somebody else's face and things like that like literally just using the tools to make something visual mm-hmm. that is not a website necessarily. Right. You're designing like a maybe an ad, you know, like something you walk by like it's on the side of a bus stop. That's graphic design. Web design is when you're thinking about the website and the colors and where things should go. But no one's really a web designer anymore. Um, you're usually a UX designer or an interactive designer or a UI designer, or you might be a UI developer, which is more like a front-end developer. Or you could just be a front-end developer. Or you could be, I don't know, there's so many names for it. So graphic designer, visual things. Then you go into the realm of visual designers, which could be interactive designer, UI designer, web designer. That's the colors, how things are going to, like, if you click on something, is it going to turn? Is it going to? change to a different color. Um, mm-hmm. how far should it be in relation to other things, like with white space and um, like you talk about the mood and branding and things like that.
0: So like when you when you load a website, like what you see in the navigation available to you, that's UI UX?
1: What you see is a combination of UX and UI. The UI is the colors and the look and feel and um, somebody who thought about okay, this color goes well with this, or we should have this picture here, or this is how big the picture should be, or mm-hmm. thinking about like where the messaging goes, like or not maybe not maybe not where it goes, but like what the font is, how it yeah, lines font. up on the grid. Yeah. Um, so, a
0: graphic designer moving into web would be a UI person. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's a pretty logical transition in my mind, but you need to understand the principles of what like the layout of a website is. Like you should understand headers and footers and mm-hmm. um like if a lot of people use bootstrap, you need to understand what a grid is or what um bootstrap is or um like what a div is and understanding like a menu structure. And then also I think accessibility falls into that too because
0: under UI, okay.
1: Under UI, because then it's like, okay, the color contrast ratio is not right on this. like
0: accessibility is a lot of people are, with visual impairments still need to use websites.
1: yeah, visual impairments or even um physical impairments, like maybe you don't have um hands or like you know there's some kind of a different Using tool a that reader. you need to use, yeah, so it could it could just be visual. It usually is largely visual visual, but so you have to think about the colors. And then, like, like, something I'm dealing with right now is, okay, this button, according to the style guide, is this gray. But that light of a gray on a white background is not – doesn't pass an accessibility. They can't see it. No, it's too, too light. But it, we're trying to work that out with our brand guidelines. So something for UI designers to think about is the colors and then also, um, like, certain animations or making sure that information is available – Another way if it's only present in a picture or, you know, there's, there's certain elements that you need to think about in terms of the HTML. Um, and, but so for me as a UX designer here in this role, I'm doing UX and UI. So it kind of blurs together. And I think that's the case. A lot of places like, yeah,
0: I see them together yeah. all the time. I figured they were kind of the same thing.
1: No. So um, if they were
0: separated, what would you be doing?
1: If I, it's so, a, UX is doing user research, talking to people, figuring out what they need from the website, like, what their pain points are. So, like, a pain point is, like, a, a challenge.
0: Yeah, like a customer? Like, you're talking to your customer? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, if, or are you talking to the user? Um, Either. Like, you a could, Starbucks is a customer, are you talking to people that are buying coffee?
1: Yeah, people okay. who are going to use your app to buy coffee. Okay. Um, or you could, in my case, like, we have people who are actually going to use the site and then there are people who are going to be buying the product for people to use. So you want to cater to those people too. So we research, we figure out who like our audience is and we talk to them and figure out what's going on. It could be like an existing product. You want to find out what's wrong. okay? Um, Or for a new product, you want to find out like, okay, tell me about what's going on. Like what's challenging about this. And then you kind of put all this evidence together to find out the patterns and see where you can come in and design a product that is going to, To fix it, basically. So then you do user research. And then you might do user personas. Like you create a persona for it to kind of have your ideal audience in mind. And then you might do a journey map so you understand what the user's full journey is. You don't forget about anything. And then um, you can do wireframes.
0: What is a wireframe?
1: It's like a very basic square... You you draw a lot of squares, basically. Like You draw a web page in the most basic possible form. So we always start with that. We do pencil and paper, or we do it on the whiteboard. So you're
0: just literally drawing a square, and then you're saying, like, over in the top left, I want to have a logo, and then I want to have a menu over here. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Yep, or like an element here, element there. Like, we'll draw out a menu... We'll draw out um, a, a table and, like, what elements are on that table, how they're going to fit together. And then we also have to think about it in terms of mobile. So we'll draw that out, too. And we'll test just pencil and paper. Like, we'll take a picture and be like, here you go. What do you think of this? And then...
0: And is that the flowchart
1: thing that your <clears throat> friend recognized? That's more of the journey map part. Okay. I would say that the journey map's the flowchart part. or it The could, journey
0: map is, like, how a person's going to get from here to here. Yeah, their tip,
1: their tip... No, the journey map's, like, a typical experience for a user so it could be like um in my case like for a nurse or like there's someone who just started as a nurse at a hospital they just graduated from college how are they moving through orientation to getting off orientation to being a nurse full-time at that hospital and like their success their feelings what they're doing mm-hmm. um what the challenges are so we are following them throughout this journey then there's the like a whole nother thing where it's like a journey on your website i don't really do that because it's Um, we work on one page at a time and we have, we're not able to tackle the whole thing at once right now because it's just too big. Mm -hmm. And, um, but so we do the wireframes and then we'll do higher fidelity mock-ups. So we'll put, we'll actually design what it'll look like in, um, a tool called AXURE. It's like A-X-U-R-E or people use Envision or, um, Photoshop even. Yeah. Um, but AXURE is pretty good. Uh, people use Balsamic. See? All, okay. All kinds of things. Um. Yeah. With a Q on the end. Um, okay. OmniGraphle. I know that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> heard of that one.
1: Um, I've tried them all because like when yeah. I was like experimenting with things, I, I just, none of them were really fitting for me, but now that I'm here, oh, Sketch. People love Sketch. Mm-hmm. I don't have Sketch, but people love it. Um, yeah. So we'll do like mockups and that and then we'll test like we'll get people on the phone and walk them through it and get their opinions on it. They might say like, "Well, I don't I wouldn't really use that." Or like, "Oh yeah, that's really helpful." Things like that. And, and then, what are they seeing? Like <clears throat> boxes with words and arrows? I might make it look like the actual website. So with Axure, you can like publish it like it's a web page and you can have things that you click that make it interactive. Yeah. So depending on what level of fidelity we're at, like we might do pencil paper, we might do um like, attractive, like, mock-ups in Photoshop, like, a make it look like the website, but it's clearly not interactive. Yeah. And then Axure might be making it look like the website and act like the website without coding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, so that involves the UI part for me at that point. That's where UI so in gets involved. in this role, you're doing
0: both. <clears throat>
1: in this okay. role, I am doing both. So, like, yeah. after the wireframes, normally you would pass that off to an interaction designer to do the more pretty stuff. Yeah. Like, here's the structure. Here's where things need to go. Now you can go make it pretty, and like think about the interaction of like when somebody clicks on something, um, what is it going to look like? But the UX person's thinking about the the flow also. Like, does it make sense for them to go to this page next? So that's another part where user flows come in, or like or um, flow charts. So like we had to redo like a password login flow. So we're like we'd chart out like what it looks like now and then we'd figure out where the problems are and we'll sit with a developer and be like okay what's possible because we think this is the problem and that should be fixed and they'll be like okay yeah we can do that and we make a better flow. So it's all about the where things are going, what people can do um, mm-hmm. and like the layout and what information's included versus the colors the the feel that you get even though ux is like it's the it's how you feel i'm like it is but so is ui because that's the mood for me like okay. that's branding and there's there's mood in both of it i think but ux is more the backbone like the structure um and the ui is the the part that actually makes it look nice like when you go to a like a really nice looking website you're like i like it it's usually the UI.
0: And when you're done, should I, can I say it's like UI is going to be, someone's actually going to code with uh, CSS and HTML to like put the text and the images and the style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: UX when you're done is like a, a map of instructions of how things should work. Yes. You're not ending with like, okay, now I'm going to code this thing. It's handing off well, what, what to be done, right?
1: Yeah. So right okay. now, like because I do the UI, I'll have a prototype and I will go through and annotate it so that. It's like, okay, this needs to be this color, this needs to be this font, 16 pixels, this color, this hex code, which is like a six number yeah. code for colors, mm-hmm. um, which somebody I was talking to yesterday didn't know what it was. So I want to make sure I explain it. Okay. Um, so I had to go through and annotate all of that, which is a lot of time. And then I hand it off to developers. And so the developers will come back to me and be like, well, this this is, isn't is working with this. Can we change it to this thing over here? And I'll be like, No. It's not brand compliant or, (laughs) oh my gosh, there's some important people right there. Um, Like, so that's partially the UI stuff. So if I was a UI developer and and the developer was like, or if I was a UI designer, the developer might be like, I don't understand what color this is going to be. Or I don't understand why this is so close to this other element. Like it Mm -hmm. seems too close. But if I, as a UX designer, the developer might come over and be like, I don't understand why this page is linking to this other page. Or um, like, does this label really need to be there? Or someone came up to me the other day and said, okay, when they click on this number four, it takes them down to the, like the number four, like a, like a reference number. Mm-hmm. It takes, does it have to take them down to the number four in the reference section? And they were like, in terms of accessibility, do we have to do that? Or can it go to the whole section? It's so like things like that. It, mm-hmm. it, it is definitely a blurred line. Yeah,
0: yeah. Seems For like sure. things overlap a lot. I have a friend who is a software developer, and I think he said like I had a job called Data Scientist where I was a software developer, and now I have a job called Software Developer where I'm a data scientist because like they, yeah, you get the, the names job and they are kind so of flip the name up. on you that they, that they want oh, to yeah. use. Oh, yeah, and
1: I'm, I'm technically a UX specialist, uh-huh. And although I'm actually a UX generalist, so specialist makes me sound... <laughs> we're unusual here that we're generalists. Like, we do full, I guess full stack, you could call it. But then other people are UX researchers. Like, they just do research. Other people are just usability testing, where they, you know, have a finished product and they put it in front of people. So there's different parts of UX that you can focus on, too.
0: How about um, in this kind of job, like, uh, how do you deal with, the onslaught of all those jargon terms we talked about, like people keep mm. coming out with a new one. I'm hopeful that in like three years I will be able to go, what, another library, whatever. I don't care. I'm so good at this. I don't even need that library. Mm. So at least I'll have the, the happy, cynical approach to it where like, whatever. Well, you'll be,
1: you'll be like old hat. Now I'm you'll in the be like, like, what is
0: it what's it called? I'm supposed to know what it is.
1: So well, I-, I feel like by then, I feel like as we keep going, there's going to be these buckets in our heads that form. So that when someone says, "Oh, you know, there's this new library called Broccoli," which I think there is one, what probably I think there, re- I think it's a JavaScript library. Um, I understand now what a JavaScript library is, mm-hmm. and I have a bucket where it's like, "Okay, pop.
0: Mm-hmm. there it
1: goes." Don't need to worry about it anymore. But when I was first starting, I didn't know what the buckets were, and I didn't know where the buckets were in relation to each other, and how. That's what frustrated me.
0: Yeah. Understanding front
1: end versus back end, I'm like, but but how does it work? And I need to have you need to have a mental model for how it all fits together. And no one ever really explains that to you. Like you kind of just have to figure it out. Right. And it'll happen, but it takes time, so it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like, I explained HTML and CSS to someone recently, and I used like I talked about the server, and I was like, oh my god, when did that
0: happen? Oh yeah. Like,
1: or. Now like now that I, I sit near backend developers, so I hear them talk about things and it just kind of, it all starts fitting together. Like you don't have a great understanding of it, but it'll get there. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep, I think when I was first starting, I would like write down the word and like try to look it up later. Yeah. And I have um, this mental map that I've been wanting to make into an actual graphic for a long time. I wanted to put it on my blog, my UX blog. Yeah. That was... A Picture of a computer, classes and queries. Yeah, classesandqueries.com. Um, where like there was a front of a computer and it had front end languages, and then the back of a computer that had back end languages, mm-hmm. and it all like it's a, basically a flow chart but also a visual diagram, mm-hmm. so you can understand okay, here's JavaScript, and then off of that, it's like JavaScript libraries. Like, what's a JavaScript library? Okay, well, here's a list of them, yeah. and the same thing with okay, and this is where C lives, this is where Java lives, mm-hmm. and so you have this mental picture of it in your head so you can just pop it in your mental model and move on mm-hmm. so i try to help people create the mental model but i think when you're first starting and you don't understand the jargon like it's important not to get frustrated with yourself yeah, because it's super nobody yeah. gets it nobody gets it
0: yeah it's it's got to be a weird mix of like i I don't know how to say her last name either lauren who's like you she's know, got that sticker like don't worry everybody's been winging it forever something yeah. like that it's a weird mix of that but also like you can, it, you, um, pe- you can get competent at it, like, because people don't want to go through their whole career, like, going, like, I don't know how anything works. So we're in this weird career where, like, the technology changes continually. So you might never, never master one language, but you can get good at how they all work and adapt yeah. to
1: them. And I feel like there's, like, this, the pattern part. Like, once you have the patterns, you kind yes. of understand, okay, yeah, that'll probably work like that, and that's all I need yes. to know. But it takes so much time.
0: Have you been able to, I'm referencing what was drawn here, Mm -hmm. since you got the job, have you been able to like, uh, hesitate to use the word relax, like, um, like I'm in the mode right now, I'm I'm calming down a little bit, but like when you start this career switch thing, you like shoot in a ton of different directions to try to be like, I don't, I should, I guess I have to learn a little of all of this stuff and figure out what it is and then start to specialize and be like, okay, well I'm supposed to get good at something so mm-hmm. I'll drop these other things while I get good at this. I'll still look stuff up as I hear of it, but I'll, you know. Um, but when I had the job this summer, it, it's because it's a financial industry, I couldn't take work home. First time in my life ever. That's And it was nice. It was weird and it was nice. Because, like, I couldn't open my laptop at home and work on the project. Because mm-hmm. it is locked up. Um, mm-hmm. Have you Since you had your job, have you been able to drop some of the, nonstop continual trying to figure things out?
1: Oh, God, yes. Because it was oh, so nice. much less pressure. Yeah. Like when you're trying to career change, you just, and also when you hate your job. Like there's two kinds of career changers. The people that are pretty happy with where they are and they're just like, I'm interested in this. And then the people who hate their jobs and want to do something else and they, they're so desperate to get out of their job, which is where I was. Mm-hmm. And I can usually identify those people. And that's really hard because you put so much extra pressure on yourself. So you hear about something and it's like, well, maybe that's how I'm supposed to do this. Maybe that's the easier way of doing this. And you keep Easy following yeah. it and then you find something else. And then it's like three hours just went by and I didn't work on the thing I was supposed to work on. Yeah. So I think I wish there was a way for people to get the context they need. Like, okay, you're learning about this thing. Here's what it basically does. Here's the context. Now dive into it and don't look at any of the other crap.
0: Yeah, that's hard.
1: <laughs> don't don't start learning React. When you're still learning JavaScript, yeah, don't don't go right. down Angular. That's not going to be your solution. You need yeah. to do because you'll this. hear from
0: people like you got to learn Angular too.
1: Yeah, everyone yeah. has a piece of advice, and it's like, oh, I, I should go follow that. Yeah, and it's like, nope. And like at one point, someone was like, oh, well, if you want to do this, you really should go back and get a master's degree. And I was like, I am not <laughs> getting another to, <laughs> master's degree. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm paying this one off for like ever already. For, yeah. I'm not even using. Yeah, which I I knew my parents weren't going to be happy about. Like when I decided to career change, I I think when I was trying to, my parents did not get it. They were like, "Oh God!" Like you mm-hmm. went for co- to college for this, Meg. Like you know, you got this degree. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but Are then you once happy with it now. Oh yeah! Once they found out how much more money I was making, yeah. they were much happier. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, higher education does not pay right. the bills.
0: Did they see your office?
1: Uh, my dad has been here. Yeah, yeah it's, my, it's impressive. View. My mom does not get. I know, right? Yeah, we're looking so at pretty. City
0: Hall, which is an amazing building. Oh look, they've got lights in the trees now. now. It's
1: too early for that. Where? Get down there. Oh,
0: it gorgeous. is not
1: Christmas. People are
0: walking. They're not ice skating. They're walking. I know. For that would be <laughs> bad. For a second.
1: Yeah, it's too <laughs> soon. It's September. Yeah, but
0: I went ice skating last weekend. Wow. Yeah. Wait,
1: hmm. what was the question? I can't remember the question. Oh, where also. were we?
0: Um. Shoot. Um, I don't know. We were on like, you know, focus in. Don't learn all those other things. Oh, your yeah. parents are happy with the better salary. You didn't oh, yeah. did see the view.
1: Don't learn all the other things. Yeah. That's really hard. I try to tell people that. Like, so That's one of my big pieces of advice is like stick to like keep Come up down. with your project and stick to it. Don't just go, oh, well, maybe this will make it easier. Because I think it's the yeah. you keep hitting a roadblock and you want to find a different solution mm-hmm. when really you just need to power through and stop being a wuss about it. But you don't know that you're being a wuss about it, so mm. yeah. yeah. And I think people need to find mentors and
0: yeah, it's a hard road because you like, yeah. you want to show something, and the people are like, "How many projects you have in GitHub?" Like, oh, zero, one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. One good one, three mm-hmm. terrible ones. What should I do? Help? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you want to go so fast if you hate your job or you're in a situation where it's like I don't have a job. I gotta, I need to have a job by September, and yeah. it's June, so I I have to like do this yeah. now and then it just adds to your stress and it it makes it worse.
0: Let's so. let's just wrap up with a couple mm-hmm. concrete you know an easy okay if you were starting i mean you did it in like less than a year so it's hard to do this mm-hmm. question but like Okay. you know if you were doing it over again mm-hmm. what would you do how'd you I approach it I would because there is an exploration process. Well, there, maybe that there wasn't for you. Of like, what's UI? What's UX? What's front end? No, no, what's no. Back that end? was.
1: Oh my god, that was totally part that of it. Was that okay. was. T- that was awful. That was the worst part. I think. Like it was so stressful. Like I'm not going to understand this. It's like you're swimming through, and also because the terminology is different from person to person, and and one person's like, oh no, React is better, and the other person's like, oh no, Angular is better, mm-hmm. and you don't know who to believe because you don't have a, you know, an official opinion on anything. Mm-hmm. So that was the worst part, like those first few months when you're trying to figure out like how to put a website together and you don't understand what FTP is. I still don't understand. Mm -hmm. Or like you don't understand where your file's living. Like that's one thing Career Foundry did not really explain. They didn't explain like you need to change the name of your file for your CSS. Like you can name your CSS whatever you want Mm -hmm. as long as it's .css. Like you don't – no one explained that. It's such a dumb thing like – I don't know. It's one of my life missions to work on. So. Yeah.
0: When I joined my code for Philly group, I, I was um, in a weird spot. there were two people who are much better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was like, I can't get it to turn on. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, just NPM start. I'm like, I don't know what you said. <laughs> I don't know what you're we're, talking about. We're working in node. Yeah. So it was a node app. And um,
1: look at that. I learned and that. And you
0: had to go there and like, I'm like, okay, I hit those buttons and nothing happened. There, there was a moment of like, <sighs> okay, hang on. And then types of and like I, the rest of the night, I was just sitting there trying to install things to make it work, and it didn't work. And I left. I oh, mean, I stayed with no, the group. It is so stressful. No, no I yeah. definitely stayed with the group, and it worked out fine. But like the first night, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm slowing that everybody. You no, know, it's
1: terrifying. Like, and there's so many things involved to installing things. It's frustrating, and you don't want to be that person. And it's surprising to learn
0: you install things in your computer via this terminal application, oh my God, and not via so going stressful. to a website and downloading and clicking. Yeah, it's all. I fun. try
1: to avoid. it. I actually need to do something like that this week, and I really don't want to. Yeah. Um, cuz i don't know how to do it and i need to get someone to help me and i know they're going to be annoyed. Um but and that's another thing especially like as a woman in tech like if when you're asking like tech questions. Yeah. Sometimes men are going to be must be so annoying. condescending about it. Like, "Well, obviously you just use like this to do this." And that has happened a few times. No doubt. Like even at work and it's like, "Excuse me, like you just like they'll be like, "This is a keyboard shortcut." And I'm like, "I know how to command C." Thanks. Like don't interrupt a presentation that I'm doing in front of 10 men to tell me that. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy about that. That's only happened a little bit. And I imagine it's worse for female developers like designers. It's not as bad. Um, but when you're not sure and some people don't know how to explain something to you or they're like, well, obviously just fork the repo. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're not going to understand. And it's frustrating to try to map that out. So damn, I forget where I was going with this. Well,
0: well, where we want to go is like, okay, if you were, if you were, oh, if I
1: want to do it over again, if okay. you're doing it over again, or no, if you're telling doing over someone,
0: again. here's a okay. possible path you could do okay. if you want to be a UX designer and you have never heard of it,
1: that's where would, you came from. Okay. I would still want to learn to code first because I think that gives you an understanding of technology.
0: And when you say learn to code, like what? Learn to code HTML and
1: CSS. Learn to code, HTML and CSS. And understand the basics of JavaScript, which is basically what I did, but I kept fighting and trying to learn more JavaScript and it really wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Like being able to put together a basic, simple website and I would want to understand how files and servers and databases talk to each other. Not necessarily how to create them, but how they work. An understanding of like... Basic back-end stuff oh. and have, like, a mental model for that.
0: Databases and servers talk to each other.
1: Yeah. I want to understand, like, the very basic, minimal stuff and I want a visual for it. Yeah. I would have wanted that and tried to find someone to help me understand that. But I didn't know that I, need, I wanted to understand that. Like, I knew there was something missing. I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have done, like, it's hard to pick a program to learn from because I think everyone learns in different ways, and some of them offer yep. good things for different reasons. So I think choosing like one or two programs to do was still good. Like I probably would have done Skill Crush and then supplemented with like Free Code Camp and maybe like a Udemy course.
0: Did oh go, yeah, go ahead and then I'll come back.
1: So like I and I wish I had committed to like you were going to make this website. Yes. And you are not going to do anything else. You are not going to go get distracted. You are not going to go be like, well, maybe I'll go work on this instead. No, you are going to get this website. You are going to power through this mm-hmm. and do it. I also, if I'm coding, would have learned Git, GitHub much earlier. From the beginning. Oh, yeah.
0: So at the same time, Git and GitHub, <clears> yep.
1: And, like, you can use that as a designer, too. Yeah, you can use that for everything. It's Yeah, you can use it for everything, but it's complicated. And I... I wish there was, like, a nice... I'm working on a visual instruction for this because it drives me nuts because GitHub is so frustrating. And now we use GitLab, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't understand any of it. I usually have another... I have a developer figured out. Um, so I would have done that. And then with UX, it's similar. Like, there's certain ways you're going to learn. I actually... I, there were so many books I was supposed to read, I never read any of the books. Oh. Um I need to read some of the books. I
0: love reading the books.
1: I need to. Okay, so we're at,
0: you did HTML, CSS, and basics of JS. Yep. You learned something about mental model of, I mean, you would, of of files, database, and servers, Mm -hmm. Git and GitHub. Yep. Um, Which right now you're not, we're not at UX. We're at like.
1: We are basic technology world. Web development. Yep. Basic. Just have a foundation.
0: You could go from that to. web developer, interaction designer. I feel like it's a good foundation for anything. Yeah.
1: So then I would have done more basic UX, like a basic UX class or course. Basic, Um, like
0: online or in person anywhere?
1: Either. Like, I mean, Girl Develop It has intro to UX. um, And then there's a lot of UX programs and classes online. Mm -hmm. And once again, I would have picked one project and forced myself to finish it before moving on to something else. Yeah, pick a project and finish. Pick okay. a damn project and finish it. Um, pick a project and finish. Piff. Piffy. Pipaf. Um. And um, like and throughout all this, going to meetups, conferences, networking events, and actually like getting to know people and talking to and finding mentors. Mm-hmm. And not abusing their time, and making sure that you're. And I think I was okay. Can, about I, that. can I
0: replace find mentors with like ask questions? <clears throat> sure, because find mentors could be like what? That, how do well, I ask questions? Because that could be a loaded word for somebody. I think I
1: ask questions. I mean, yeah, and but I do think it's good to have someone that you can turn to when it's like, oh my god, I cannot get this file to do what I want. Or totally, I, like you have someone who's supportive, but like, and that's a whole other thing about finding a mentor and having a good relationship with a mentor and not abusing their time. Yeah. Cause now that I'm on the other side of it, I think people don't realize like when you're a mentor, like you're not there to do everything for them. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. So I would have continued like networking and all that stuff. I think I did a good job on that. Um, and like just get involved and not be scared to go to things by yourself. Cause that's really, that's really scary. Or go even if you're scared. Yep
0: go even if you're scared because you can understand that that's you're not the only one with that.
1: Yep. And then oh, make a portfolio. So I'm glad I'm really glad that I I coded my own portfolio because when I went to interviews people were like, "Oh, you designed and coded this?" And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh. Cool." So they were kind of surprised.
0: Like, don't use Squarespace for your portfolio if you're if you're trying to show that you know how to code. Yes,
1: if you're trying to show that you know how to code, just, you know
0: do it although now I'm like WordPress for your site right you can use it for your blog portion but not for your oh, main yeah. site
1: yeah my blog is through WordPress but that's also through wordpress.com not dot, no dot org dot .com. I don't know <laughs> I've been thinking about changing my website to Squarespace now that I'm like okay I have a job
0: right um, right right but right. I do
1: think and also I don't like my website as it is now um,
0: no one ever likes their website
1: you no know, I need to do a whole overhaul I need a user I need a interface designer um when,
0: I, when to start applying to jobs and when not to,
1: when you have is that a
0: question, it's supposed no, to yeah, be a question. Is,
1: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: so um, you, you got through a basic UX class, you picked a project and finished it. You coded your own portfolio site.
1: You have multiple projects.
0: So make more projects and put them in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Make more projects. Like you need
1: like a few substantial projects. Three? I would say three substantial projects. Um, And then, you know, whatever else you want, like, if you want to supplement it with something else. And there's ways that you can work your previous experience into that, too. Like, talking about how, like, there's somebody I know who, like, works on process design for something. And I'm like, that's relevant to UX. Like, you Mm -hmm. can talk about that.
0: Add them to the portfolio. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so so now we got.
1: Once you have a portfolio, then you can apply for jobs. But if you're going to show up or you're going to apply for a job without the portfolio, they're not going to look at you.
0: Now you, this job you have here, mm-hmm. were you? Would you? The way we talked about it, were you recruited?
1: No, I, it was more just networking. I think he was going to make money off of pulling someone in, so he just put it on this girl develop It channel, and I responded. So I wasn't really recruited. It was more like, oh hey, it was a job posting ish kind of thing. Kind of yeah.
0: It wasn't a pub. It was a glass door. Indeed, it was on Slack. No,
1: I don't know but, how many people they even interviewed for this job. But,
0: but I did. I yeah. did run into someone who's, who's been in this longer than we have, but he's like, my last four jobs have been like full-time jobs have been through Indeed. Hmm. So
1: I can hit up the recruiters these are, all of the time. Are,
0: yeah. Okay. On like, which one? LinkedIn or?
1: Mostly on LinkedIn. But I, yesterday, like I had an email from someone introducing me to someone who wants to hire and I'm like, I, you okay. know, I'm not, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Let me stay here for more than, I mean, I've been here a year, but yeah, I'm going to hang out for a while. Yeah. Like, I have it pretty good. People so. switch so quickly. I know. That recruiters are ruthless. Yeah.
0: um, So, it, to to give people hope, you went from not having heard of UX to being full-time employed in UX in 10, 10 months. Mm-hmm. That's yep. super hopeful.
1: It is. That's great. Yep. If people put in the work, they can do it.
0: Cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. Anything else you want to say specifically? Mm-hmm. Should anyone find you online anywhere?
1: Oh, yeah. I have... Well, I don't like my website, but...
0: Okay, we'll skip that.
1: How about Twitter? How about Twitter? Megan A. Kelly. M-E-G-H-A-N.
0: G-H-A-N. A. A. -A Kelly. Regular Y. Y. Because when you search for Megan Kelly, a
1: lot of it goes to the anger. Yep, it sure does. That's actually kind of fun, and it's also not fun, you know? Yeah. Because it's fun to be, like, I don't have to worry about people randomly Googling me, but if they Google, like, Megan Kelly, Philadelphia... Like, Mm -hmm. or like me, actually, even if you do Megan Kelly, Notre Dame, she still comes up because she did like a news story there. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. One day I will own my own Google search.
0: Okay. I should make that a goal. Okay. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I really hope this was helpful for you. Please, if you can leave a review or a rating of this on iTunes, it helps me know if you're actually interested in me doing this. uh, And every comment is helpful. All right. Thank you very much. See you next time.